Hey, everybody. We're Bob and Audrey, a husband and wife team. And this is our podcast all about relationships. We are marriage and relationship enthusiasts. Believe me, there is a God-given design to thrive in both life and love. And we think that Jesus is amazing and worth following with everything you have. On this podcast, we are putting together the truths and best practices we have learned over our 35 years of marriage, and more specifically, over the past 18 years, where we have spent our lives helping people love their relationships. After getting through our own family crisis, we became passionate about rescuing and mentoring others. We have authored numerous books and developed on-demand courses that can be found on our website, lovemarriedlife.com. And with all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. And welcome to this week's episode of All About Relationships. This is episode number 16. You know, I have faith that today's episode is going to speak directly to your life and that you are not listening to this by accident because what we're going to be talking about in regards to relationships today are pertinent for everybody. Mm. And this is going to be good. We have good news today. Mm -hmm. Your best relationships results from you being the best you. It's true. <laughs> yeah, you can laugh at that, but you know, it's I'm not so always true. at my best. I'm not and either. Sometimes you get my worst, and that's not good either. That's where all that mercy comes in okay. that we've been talking about for many, many, many episodes. But what I find is that, you know, the episodes or this this podcast that we have all about relationships, we can't afford just to talk about, you know things for people to do or not to do yeah. to stop change this their and behavior. start that, change yeah. this, change that. Oh, just make you a know. list and do these 10 things. Yeah. yeah. Um, but these are all the things that you and I have mm-hmm. had to live through, you know, work through. I was, you know, on a hike just this morning and I was just going over, you know, the, the, you know, the episodes that we'd be recording today and just mm-hmm. really wanting to prepare my heart. And it was just like, you know, Lord, I don't want to ever for a moment to think I've got it all put together. Right. You know, that I just want, you know, that we just communicate information. But I want people to be able to hear, you know, in our voice and be able to, you know, uh, see in our lives that what we talk about is very, very real and essential, you know, to having healthy, right relationships. And it's so personal because it it, it, it keeps very going personal. until we meet Jesus face to face. I mean, what we're I talking. I keep learning. I keep, <laughs> yeah, I keep I do too. fumbling. Thank I keep, you, you know. Uh, you know, trying to move the ball down the field, whatever you want to say. But we don't start our day thinking, okay, how can I make your life miserable? You know, you don't think of how can I disappoint you and hurt you? And I think that's why, you know, the previous episodes uh, with regards to an apology were very helpful for people. And within, you know, that apology, there's that element where I just don't want to, you know, acknowledge that yes i've hurt you but with the apology then it's just like okay so what alterations you know what what changes are we going to make you know rather than just saying okay uh, you know i was wrong i I I did that i'm sorry yeah forgive me right right but how are we going to be more aware and actually implement and just be far more considerate and caring about the other person than possibly you have been because over time these things happen over time that we you know kind of fall into ruts Mm -hmm. and patterns and behaviors and then we 
presume. Yes. And then, you know, in our presuming, you know, we, we just continue to start guessing. And all of a sudden you're... you're in a dysfunction. Yeah, yeah, but you're unintentionally hurting the other person. And then, you know, the importance to be able to recover from that. So leading then into today's uh, uh, podcast, you know, what we don't want people to do is just quit. Right. What we don't want people to do is just, uh, you know, uh, give up or try to, you know, come over force. the top yes. and begin to force things right. and and uh, and take control. Mm-hmm. And so really, you know, I love to call this none of your business because I want to talk about the controlling aspect of that. Um, because Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden. And we yep. like to Matthew call them, 11. Matthew, yes. we like to call them the quitters and controllers. Quitters and, controllers. and I have felt that. I have felt like, you know what? I don't know where this is going. I don't know how to fix it. So I either am going to quit or I'm going to control and just fix it, you know, go in there and yeah. fix it. The, the weary are just completely worn out. Yes. You know, it, it feels as though there are things in this world designed to wear people out. <laughs> yeah. you, you think that it's going to benefit your life and this new gadget, this new app, this new that, whatever it might be. And it's just like another thing that's robbing mm. you of time and, and wearing you out mm-hmm. from, you know, what is truly important. So again, Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary. And yes. those are the ones that I find that just sometimes they get so worn out, they just want to quit. They want to take a long, long nap, you know, and, <laughs> and just kind of give up on responsibilities. Yes, yeah. yes. And um, and yet I just, you know, it's interesting, Bob, because things get hard. I just want to revert to a, a response that we got from last week. Right. We had, we wrote about the apology myth. Yeah. And I love this girl from Saskatchewan. She's a friend of mine. And uh, because I, she, we spoke at a conference in her yeah, town yeah, yeah. and she wrote. So she, let's just quickly do a quick shout out to all our Canadian yes. listeners. Woo, woo. Yes. And make sure you, you tell others and share the podcast. Okay, this is okay. what she said last after last week's Apology Myths. She said, great podcast this week about Apology Myths. I listened on my way into work. By the way, I love just riding into work with people. I think that's awesome. It's really helping us negotiate between our two youngest kids. Our son is very right. He's so much like me, very linear, logical thinker. And our daughter is quite the opposite and is currently fighting for mastery over her emotions. Okay, so she's a feeler. And she doesn't often make sense to her brother and is often hurt by his matter-of-fact manner. Well, this week's podcast has given me lots of good tools to guide them both, but particularly him in showing mercy and compassion and the difference between being a truth person and a right person. I just love this. So Mm -hmm. she, I love what she says next. Peace in our home is one of our highest values. Wow. Right now we are working with the children to avoid a false peace of simply avoiding each other towards a real peace of actually communicating well and respecting each other. Mm. Isn't that... It, like, what an incredible statement. Yeah, what a mission yeah, statement. Yeah, but there's an engaged mom. Yes. You know, there, there's some great parenting. You know, parenting shouldn't be hard. Right. But with it, it, it is 24-7. It, it just, is challenging. It just never And all ends. our children are so different from each They're other. so we have, we have thinkers and feelers in our in our group, yeah. our little Meisner yeah. team, little clan, and the thinkers can bulldoze the feelers and yeah. and the feelers don't understand the thinkers. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and then she actually says, parenting does feel hard sometimes, and it does feel hard, but there's so much reward in yeah. relationships. And relationships are the place where we learn how to walk in love. And so... 
I'm thank you so much for a response. We always love hearing mm-hmm. from you. And it's true that, you know, relationships are hard work, but they do have the greatest reward. Yeah. 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 Okay. Staying with today's theme, let's yes. get back because we've thrown out these two words, yes. that quitter, that controller out mm-hmm. of Matthew eleven twenty eight, And we really want to come to this place of rest, right. but I, I find that it's helpful that when we actually speak the language of a, of a quitter, Mm. that's not even a nice word. I mean, right away, people are probably, oh, I'm done with this podcast. Right, right, right. But I think we can find ourselves sometimes because what, what, what happens is that we're just tired and worn out. And so today we're going to find some real solutions. Yeah, we're going to find solutions, but I want to validate that person who's listening. At the beginning, I said, you're listening to this for a reason. And I believe that There you go. because some of you are tired and you're tired of always being the one to give the effort in this relationship. And some people just feel burned out that they can't even make right decisions Mm -hmm. and tired of being the one to give in Mm -hmm. and trying, you know, simply just to be perfect. Oh, that's tiring. That's exhausting. some people feel as though I'm the only one that does all the work around here. Mm-hmm. And I want to feel like quitting just because I've had enough. I, I'm tired of caring what people think of me. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've, I received two this weekend. It was really quite tragic. Um, two text messages from men that are in right, trouble. Right. And not knowing, you know, what to do, you know, mm-hmm. in their marriage. And sometimes they just feel like, I, I don't know if I can do this. Right. You know, I'm, I don't know. I, sometimes I feel like even quitting in my marriage. Yes. And I'm, and I'm just tired of, of taking care of the home and the kids. And this is a really big one. Sometimes you just feel like you're tired of taking the blame. <laughs> <laughs> We're always looking to hang blame somewhere. <laughs> Someone's got to take Someone's the blame. Someone's got to wear it. <laughs> but I'm constant. There's a lot of people I talk to that are constantly fighting weariness and tiredness yeah. in their relationships. Yeah. And they just feel like they can't take it anymore. Some people, you know, they they, they want to quit simply because they feel as though, will I be able to be enough? You know, am I capable? Yeah. And so they'll even abandon before they even start. Mm. That's a terrible That's an overwhelming feeling when you can't see the answer because there's so much and so much loss. None of us get into relationships to Mm -hmm. feel like this. But, you know, even in us you know, talking about Mm -hmm. it, it's almost as though the atmosphere, right? you know, and I'm sure you can feel it, listener. It's just like, oh man, I listen to this podcast because I want to get encouraged. Well, hang with us. We'll get you there. Yes. But this is an emotional state of being. Yes. You know, this is really a scheme Mm -hmm. of of what I kind of see as the pressures of this world simply to wear you out. Yes. And we just, we just want, we've had expectations that aren't met and we start, you know, feeling like we're set up where people are going to disappoint us over and over again. So what are we supposed to do? And, and so, you know, back to, let's get to the language of the controllers. Now. Okay. You that's do the, that? Yeah, I do. Cause okay. I can go there really easy. So, you know, Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are quit, feel like quitting and you feel like controlling. I understand what it feels like to want to control, which is really taking on a responsibility that I was never meant to carry. <laughs> so when I feel overwhelmed in relationships or with the kids or with you, Bob, I, I start to carry 
the responsibility to fix those around me right. and, and, and fix your right. life. But you'll carry guilt. You'll carry oh, blame. I you'll do carry care. shame. Oh, and let's just start All right here. Those. Create a visual of going uphill in life. You're climbing uh-huh. uphill. Now you're going to carry all of these extra baggage. Yeah. Guilt. How many of us carry? Carry guilt. I can go there. Right. On a low functioning day, I carry the guilt of things that I can't change from the past. I carry guilt that I'm not enough for the people around me. I carry the blame of others. You know, people are blaming me and I just take it. Or I carry the shame that others have labeled. And controllers can also carry secrets that you've never told. Do you, like I went through a period in our story, Bob, that most people know where I carried secrets. Right. That's a heavy one to carry yeah, around. And uh, th- this person will also become extremely independent. Yeah. They'll just do it all themselves. Yeah. If no one else is going to do it around here, I'll get, I'll it, done. get it done. I'll fix yeah. everybody. I'll fix everyone. Probably the big thing, Bob, um, is carrying the regret of mistakes that you've made. And um, I guess this actually is the very, very, very biggest one is carrying the responsibility to fix those around you. That's where I can really relate to that one. Yeah. And, and, you know, just even the letter that we heard today, you know, this is, this is a mom that loves her kids, right? you know, and she's, you know, involved in their lives and is really, you know, doing a, a great job. But, you know, even in our parenting, Right. You know, no matter how good and how active and how involved we are, we're still going to make mistakes. Yes. And, you know, our kids are going to make their own decisions. You know, the thing that we want to do is just help them, you know, along the way. Yes. And, and so, not, and so not my to helping. carry, you know, the, <laughs> all the responsibility. But my helping can turn to fixing. So let me just right. get a little bit of true confessions okay. here. Um, when it comes to controlling, uh, fear always controls. So whenever I find myself wanting to take control and fix something or or take control and make everybody around me a project, I find that it's, it's birthed out of fear. And, and everyone, and so, I mean, probably the best example, Bob, if you don't mind me getting into it was two years after our own crisis, our marriage crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember Robert was about two years old and here we have this baby and we've gone through this extreme devastation in our marriage and we're just trying to survive and get through it. And it's two years later and it looks pretty good on the outside. We've stayed together. We had the baby, you know, you named our little boy, Robert after yourself. And it, it was, it was we, we kind of got above water. Right. But then I found myself really feeling guilty, carrying the guilt that I had really destroyed you. Like I remember you'd walk into the house and I could feel a cloud come in with you and you would be sad and you wouldn't talk about it because you weren't going to bring it up. But I could feel that you just weren't yourself. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I love the joy, Bob, the joyful bear, Bob. <laughs> I love, I love that dreaming and laughing together. And we hadn't reached the healing to where we were doing that anymore together. Mm-hmm. It felt sort of forced. It didn't feel natural that we were mm-hmm. safe or at peace with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'd like to, you know, kind of highlight here is it's important to make good, right decisions, even when your emotions or feelings haven't caught up with it. Okay, so that's that's really important. And that's what you had done. Right. But then there's a place where you've cleaned up, you know, you've done the right thing and 
now what? Mm-hmm. You know, that's as really that's probably kind where we of, were about two years yeah, after. Yeah, and the whole I had a, a, a young man, you know, write to me, and he's just like, man, how does an inquisitive mind, you know, a mind that wants to ask all the questions, you know, how does he get over this? Right. And the thing is, is really, what choice are you going to make? Are yes. you going to choose, you know, to? continue to question and doubt and punish and cause the other person to perform? Or are you going to actively learn how to pursue them in love? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's... And that's probably the journey we were about to start. And so there's one thing where, yes, please make the right decisions, okay? Don't make these impulsive you know, moment in the moment, fear in the moment decisions, make the right decision, you know, allow your emotions to catch up with you. But, you know, there's, there's a difference between living clean and living free. Mm. There's a difference between doing it right and actually living free. And Jesus says, I really, really want you to be free. And And so, yeah, so this is where Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, you quitters and controllers. He says, I want to give you rest, rest for your mind, you know, because your mind is entangled in so many things. And he says, if you'll trust me, if you'll learn from me, I can give you rest that will supersede the circumstances of your life. Whoa. Yeah, Bob, that's I good. And I'm really glad you brought up that clean and free because we were living clean. We were together mm-hmm. making all the Doing good choices. Right. But Bob, I would say we weren't free. Yeah. I would say because there was just too much tension in the home. And re- well, we weren't talking about it. Yeah. But what we want to find is a new normal. Right. How okay? are we going to... Yes. So are you going to allow circumstances to dictate and to determine your future? Mm-hmm. Okay. Therefore, you live substandard because now you're broken. Yes. You know, now there's been betrayal. Now there's been a lie. Whatever it might be. Whatever is even going on in your life. Will you allow circumstances then to define you and direct you? Or will you find the grace of God, the enablement of God, his empowerment for your life, that his very promises can and will become yours, where you get to live free? Well, before this happened, I could tell you that in my fear of you never being happy again because I broke you and I... And I destroyed you, didn't you break me well, i feel like i destroyed your heart Audrey, like, it was hard yes okay just plain and simple just yeah. hard it was hard okay and so what i wanted to do was make it better for yeah. you and so i remember every day i'd wake up and probably one of my if first i hurt you then i gotta heal you yeah you know that's just Thank you know you, kind Bob. of the way people think i was thinking like that and i remember waking up every morning going wow okay today what can i do to make help bob to be better and to heal yeah yeah and so I would think of things to do to make you happy. I would try, you know, the way you loved it clean or good food or whatever it is. But I had tried everything. And then I heard this statement that someone said, one moment in God's presence can change someone forever. And that hit me. And I thought, that's all he needs. He just like sort of faith kind of came over me. And I went, he just needs one moment in God's presence and he'll be all better. And so I thought, how am I going to make this happen? How am I going? I'm a planner. How do I control the process? (laughs) Because I want it now. I'm not willing for wait for Bob to be on his own journey because we need 
victory here. Yep. I don't want to live substandard. I don't want to live without joy in the home. And so I remember the day that I decided this is the day he's going to experience God. So the only thing I could think of is to, um, to, um, prepare his entrance into the home after work. What I was going to do is I, um, prepared the entrance of the foyer by praying and singing to Jesus for about three hours before he walked in, in hopes that he would open the door after work, put his foot in the door, lift up his hands and go, what happened? I feel like I'm free. I feel like I can forgive you completely and we can be happy again. Well, I mean, it sounds ridiculous telling the story so many years later, but uh, you didn't notice. (laughs) Right. Because I was testing you. I was, I was desperate. Let's just Mm -hmm. call it desperate. I was desperate to be free. So after, after Bob didn't notice, um, the next day he left for work and I clearly remember this was probably 15, 16 years ago. I clearly remember going to the picnic table outside to write in my journal. And I said, Jesus, I guess this is it. I guess substandard living is all we're going to have. And I guess you're going to have to teach me how to live with this new normal because I, I destroyed everything about our family and I asked this question, how do I live with a depressed mm-hmm. man? Because what you are doing is you are stressing. Yeah. You see? Desperately you, you are, stressing. And in all of your stressing, it was getting you nowhere. Totally. And so today, you know, just as you're listening, people, yeah. what is it in your life that you are completely stressing over? And mm-hmm. just begin to realize that it's getting you nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, that you're getting all wound up over, you know, the state of the relationship. And obsessing. I start to you're obsess. obsessing over it. And it serves you no purpose whatsoever. Yes. It causes problems within the relationship yeah. to be more important than the relationship itself. The problem it takes gets a huge. huge toll on your sense of self and self-esteem. Yeah. You, because you're stressing over the issue. Mm-hmm. But when you care too much, you inevitably become attached to a certain outcome. And that you see, was and me. that's where you were at. Yeah. I you wanted see, that outcome. You, you were caring so much that you were obsessing yes. over a certain outcome. Mm-hmm. This is the marriage we're gonna have. This is the way our family is going to you know, uh, you know, Heal. be and yeah. on and on. And you were obsessing over it and and you were missing you know, the relationship. And because I was obsessing, it turned into desperation, which turned into controlling. I'm going to do this. But after you left that day, Bob, I think that's when it broke because I went outside and I just asked Jesus, I finally broke. I said, Jesus, how do I live with a depressed man? You're going to have to teach me how to live. And immediately I heard his whisper in my heart. Yeah. And he said, changing Bob is not your job. Mm -hmm. It sounds so simple, but it was profound for me because immediately I had a moment in God's presence where I lifted my arms. I physically opened my arms and I said, God, I am so sorry that I have taken on a responsibility that was never mine to carry. You never asked me to fix and heal Bob. That was never my responsibility. I'm going to trust you like never before. And then I heard his voice just lay out a plan of my future. And Bob, you know how much I love plans. And Jesus knows I love plans. And he says, the first thing we're going to do is I'm going to teach you how to be irresistible to your husband. And I went through a series of that just really began where I took personal responsibility and I let Jesus heal my broken heart. Instead of obsessing with you, 
I started allowing and inviting Jesus to heal me. And I found out during those months to follow that there's nothing more irresistible to a man than a woman who's not trying to change him or fix him. It was an amazing time. I never told you about it till years later, but I'm sure the atmosphere in our home changed because instead of praying for you and obsessing about you all day, oh God, help Bob to forgive me, help Bob to be free, help Bob to have joy, help him to be happy again. Mm-hmm. I, I, Jesus says, no, 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 stop that because that's really none of your business. I want to heal you. Whenever you think about Bob, just say three words, I trust you. And it came to the point of, do I really, really trust Jesus that he loves Bob more than I do and he can and will love him to life and will journey with him? And I had to trust God mm-hmm. like never before. And it was a beautiful thing. I, I was changed in one moment in God's presence right. that day. Right. Because instead of wanting everyone else around me to get fixed... I invited Jesus to heal my heart. Yeah, I, I mean, you you are stressing over the relationship every you, you, single you day. You believed that we were going to live substandard, mm-hmm. you know, because of what you did. Right, I mean, that was the blame and yeah, the shame. I blamed and shamed you know, that, myself that you were that carrying. you were carrying. Yes, and so a, a lot of people, and I just want to go back to this because these are, you know, all of us in some way, you know. The biggest problem with stressing over our relationships is that it takes us out of the relationship and brings us to a much more disturbing place. Yes. You see, when you get stressed and anxious, you're no longer interacting with the person sitting right there in front of you. It's true. It's so true. You're you're all jacked up and anxious, you know, all about it. And so you're interacting more with the thoughts of your mind. Mm -hmm. You see, you're interacting more with the fear. You're interacting more with the doubt. You're interacting more with the unbelief. That's what you're doing. You fixate on an image, on an imagined future. Yes. And you worry about how and if we will get there. And then if I'm and not, you see, and yeah. this is what you've got to stop doing, right? Because this is, you know, what this world is designed to wear you out mm-hmm. or to cause you to go over the top. And I'm going to take control of this. But yeah. all you're, all you have done is fixate on an imagined future, yeah. And you're worrying about are we going to get there? We want to control the outcome mm-hmm. for our kids, for our husbands, for our wives, for our jobs. We want to control the outcome, and that's controlling. That's being heavy laden. So when you worry about yeah. where this is a about where this relationship, about my child, about my business, about yeah. when you begin to worry, yes. just hear that word. Yes. When you begin to worry about where this is going mm-hmm. and if there really is a future, you blind yourself to what's in front of you and you hinder your chances of forming a real connection. Yeah. And so when you mm-hmm. finally oh, changed your God fixation, yeah, my fixation. O- over the over the problem and yeah. got your eyes on Jesus, That's everything exactly what changed. And you, you know see, what? I put down the backpack of carrying that responsibility to fix you. It was never mine. Because most people don't see other people. They only see their concerns of the moment and they clutter, clutter their minds yeah. with trying to figure out 
how he or she is feeling or thinking. Oh, we get how often. How often? Do how we do is that? he thinking? How is he feeling? How should I change? Yeah, how posi- yes. How can I fix? How can I be different about yes. this? The concern and the worry and doubt. You know how it feels like. What it feels like. Mm-hmm. It is serving a purpose. And it's not good. You know what, Bob? Just last week, True Confessions, uh-huh. True Confessions to us podcast people, This we're, we're family, right? We can have True Confessions. I was, it can happen so quick, honey. You start to obsess because you see things going on. Um, I was thinking about some of our kids and my parents, and I was thinking about money and all kinds of stuff like that. And, and I started um, praying. I thought, okay, I've got to pray. You know, I've got to cast my cares upon Jesus. So I'm praying. And as I was praying, I crossed the line because I started obsessing. How can I step in and help? How can I uh, like make this better and fix this? And you know what? I start to want to answer the prayer. And I start to control. And I ask Jesus, give me ideas. How can I help? What can I do for this person or this person that I love? And I, I heard his voice say, you know what, Audrey? It's none of your business. And I went, like, it was a sweet way. Like, I right. heard God's voice right. in a sweet, even fun way say, uh, that's a whole lot of none of your business, Audrey. Like, don't go here because I'm actually taking care of them. But it freed me because it, it was like he knew me enough to say, Audrey, it's none of your business. It was a huge reminder and brought perspective for me that none of those things are my business. Because when I obsess about my agenda for people's outcomes and for our relationship outcomes, um, people will experience me as controlling because I will be. Yeah. yeah. Because fear always controls. So this is about the rest of God, the calming rest that he means for us to have when he says, come to me when you feel like quitting and controlling mm-hmm. and I'll give you rest. Yeah. And it's, it's, again, it's the invitation of a faith. It's a faith yes, walk. It is a faith walk. But it, that faith walk is really, where will you place your trust? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a question. Where that will you place question. your trust? Mm-hmm. And so, so often we put our trust, you know, so much in our human effort, mm-hmm. especially if you've made the mistake and you've messed things up, then it's just like, well, then I've got to fix it and make it right. Mm-hmm. And I want to, because, you know, don't, don't think that you're so wise and that you're so clever and you can figure this all out. In fact, Jesus says, I've chosen to reveal my secrets to the childlike. And that childlike one is one who has chosen to be dependent. Mm -hmm. So in relationships, this is where we want to go. And even today, you know, I want to be dependent. There's, there's things that I've been fixating on Mm -hmm. and, and I've just been concerned about them and I've, and I've been, um, really wearing myself out. Yeah. Well, Jesus, then here's the answer. He says, come to me. Yeah. Come to me. And I'll give you rest. I actually want to pray for you. And if you feel like you have felt like quitting and that you feel like, you know what, you're just overwhelmed and you're just tired. I just pray for you right now, Lord Jesus, for that person listening, who's just feeling really tired. I pray that you will give them, that you will hold them and love them. And just as I'm praying for you, just say, I trust you, God. I trust you with this. I'll no longer carry this and be overwhelmed, but I am going to trust you with this person. I'm going to try, instead of obsessing, I am going to actually invite your rest. Mm -hmm. And as we pray for the person who wants to, you know, 
be a controller. We just pray, Lord Jesus, I know that we feel like we can't take it anymore, but I pray um, that amazing grace will come to our minds, to our bodies, to every single cell of our bodies. We ask you for a rest, rest for our souls, rest for our inner person. And I pray that the person who's listening, that they will send away the, the, the hurt, the disappointment, and the fear, and that they'll become dependent on you. And invite and drink in your rest and your peace. And um, we are no longer controlled, but we're going to actually trust you. We trust you to see us through. We trust you with the ones we love so much. And I thank you for your picture that you are our shepherd. And you lead us and you take care of us. And we need to fear no evil because we will fall into your arms and trust you and let go of the reins. And um, trust, 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 trust. And I just really pray that this has helped you with any kind of obsessing or whatever it is when you've things that just, as for me, is like things that were none of my business because really God loves you and He's going to take care of the people around you. Good. As we close, our prayers that you have been filled with some hope and faith and love for your day today. Mm -hmm. You know, what a wonderful future awaits for you as you prioritize the peace of God in your own heart. Peace with yourself, you know, peace with others. Yeah. And even peace with the season that you're in. And I also pray that if, if you are just hope that if you... This has talked to your heart or spoken to you in any kind of way that you'll share this podcast. Maybe you know someone who feels like quitting or has just resorted to be so desperate that they're, they're controlling the situation. Share this with your friends and family and leave your comments. Let us know how you're doing, any questions you have, and we will do our best to answer those questions and stay in touch with you. Good. Thank you. Thanks for you know your time today mm -hmm. and enjoy your week. And, and we'll feel the love. Yeah. See you next time.